Craft Beer Radio, episode 450, on January 7th, 2018. Twenty eighteen. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to remember sometimes. Twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, whatever. You know. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. This is episode four hundred fifty, and uh, that means we've done a lot of these. We'll keep doing more, but we have six beers, and we're gonna try them. That's kind of how it works. Good way to start. Yes. So let's go with the uh, old. uh, Sam Adams here. Old standard. Sam Adams sent us Amberbach. Thank you, Sam Adams. This is... Yeah, we've had it before. It's, um... Have we? I mean, we've tasted it before. I don't know whether we've had it, like, <laughs> actually done a show evaluation of it. I, I'm pretty sure we have. But, um... I mean, this is an old beer, right? This has been around for a long time. I, uh... I'm not recalling ever having Amberbach. Really? Am I am I thinking of something oh, else then? Yeah, they have. Um, they have I, a Doppelbach or something, right? I mean, they, well, they have Triplebach, right? Yeah. And, and I thought that Amberbach was something that's been, that's been around a while. Michelob Amberbach. Is that what I'm thinking of? That probably is what you're thinking of. I'm not saying that this beer hasn't been around for a while. What I am saying is I'm almost certain I've never had it. Hmm. That, that's surprising me because I, I, when I saw it, I thought, oh, that one. That's been around for a while. I guess not. Yeah, Double Bock, right? Yeah. That's the one that's as old as, you know, we've been older than we've been drinking beer. Sam Adams Double Bock. So it's the Michelin Amber Bock. That, so that's where I'm coming. Yeah, maybe they should have named it that. <laughs> named it Michelin Amber Bock. No, named it Amber Bock because <laughs> when I think of that, I think of of the other one. Oh well. The aroma on this one is you're getting a little bit of caramel with a little bit of toast. There's um, a kind of a sweetness in the aroma. A little. Some kind of apple, like a golden, like a golden apple or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, kind of yeasty. It's coming out of it. So the malt varieties are two row pale caramel sixteen Munich ten. Uh, the the hops are Tetnang Tetnanger. So six percent alcohol by volume. It's yeah, it's a lager kind of kind of looks like a tea, I guess. Looks a little bit like, uh, like traditional um, Boston lager. Yeah. Moving on to the flavor, it has a. Uh, it's really malty. Pretty pretty far on the sweet side, and what you're getting is really uh, yeasty. Yeasty. I a lot of the character to me is coming from the yeast here. There's a lot of, um. Stuff on top of the breadiness that is like the, the, that sweetness, that sweet character, and like you said, you mentioned a slight. I'm not going to say it's um, it's really strong, but it's a slight apple character mm-hmm. that I think is coming directly from the yeast. Yeah, I mean, I think they're clean lagery flavors, mm-hmm. but 
like it's, not, when, it's not an off flavor. I'm not saying it's like acetaldehyde or anything like that. I'm saying yeah. that they, they're just. But I mean, I don't know. It's like I'm thinking back to that time we were in St. Louis and drinking mm-hmm. the the pretty plain beers fermented with the different yeasts that Anheuser Busch right. uses, and you get surprisingly different esters and phenols from in clean beers with slightly different yeast. Like exactly. I remember how like the Labatt yeast or whatever mm-hmm. it was that we were Molson Labatt, whichever whichever one they brew Labatt, I guess. Uh you know, had such an estery character compared to the Budweiser yeast and things right. like that. So I'm thinking back to those kinds of things when I'm thinking about like, yeah, if I'm getting some esters in here, that's the same place then, that I pulled this from because okay. I was thinking about the same thing. Like when I when I taste this, I was like, there is that quality from from being in that east room, being in that clean room, essentially, and mm-hmm. and tasting. You know, it was just the bush based beer. It was really simple, and just the way that the they yeast was, it with different the yeast. Yeah. The yeast was turning it into something completely different. And that's what I taste here is I taste the yeast doing something here, making this beer more more than just malty, right? It's more than just the malt that's causing it. I mean, it. it seems like it wouldn't, in this case, it wouldn't be the Boston Lager yeast. It seems like it's some other kind of yeast because the flavors here really aren't like a brother of Boston Lager. Mm-hmm. This beer tastes like it has a different lineage to it. They don't mention a yeast, so I don't, you know, I can't say for sure, but it... it yeah, it definitely feels like it has. It, it, it's got something going on there with the yeast. It's giving it a little like a, a sweeter thing, and I think this would be a good thing to pick up if you wanted to taste that. If you wanted to see what we were talking about, <laughs> and, and and watch us like be completely off base. Watch it be like Boston Lager yeast. <laughs> yeast yeah. it, it it may be that the, the the yeast ferments slightly different under different conditions, right, or, or with different ingredients. Mm-hmm. The first sip, I thought this beer was going to be too sweet, but now I'm um, you know. More than halfway through my my sample, and I'm kind of I'm getting a good balance on it. It's not building in sweetness. It, the The bitterness is it's not a bitter beer at all, but the bitterness is giving it a balancing factor, and it's just kind of moderately on the sweet side now. The other reason why I think it's it's yeasty is is because it doesn't come away clean, right? It, mm-hmm. it the, those flavors are kind of sticking with you. They don't. It's not super crisp. It doesn't come off very easily so it, it, the flavor itself that, that sweetness you're talking about is kind of sticking around it doesn't mm-hmm. overbuild but definitely sticks around and, and, and stays with you this is a winter seasonal for them the label has uh christmas ornaments like on it so definitely you know made for drinking around the holidays i like this better than drinking a a beer that would be like this but with spices in it yes um, you know, I can certainly imagine someone taking this and saying, let's throw nutmeg and, and cinnamon and stuff not, into not, it. Not Boston Beer Company. They'd never throw nutmeg <laughs> into a wintertime beer. No, never. Hardly ever. <laughs> Every single time. Hardly ever sick at sea. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, this is, yeah, I, I would say... It's it's fine. It, it's it's not as clean as maybe I would I would like if I was really you know going to sit down and enjoy um, a, a, a sort of more hearty lager mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, I think if I was looking, you know, for something that I would 
really want. I want something a little bit cleaner, drier, mm -hmm. where the malt flavor stands out more mm -hmm. than what I was getting out of that beer. Okay, so another beer uh, that was given to us. This is from our friends at East End Brewing Company. This is Saison Le Second. This is their second Saison, I imagine. I guess. I... Not sure. 6.2% alkali volume. Aged in Chardonnay barrels. So Cajun corked, as you heard. I want to say this is like the first corked beer that I can think of getting from East End. Didn't Gratitude come in? No, not corked. Yeah. Okay, so uh, color is a little. Mm, what is that? So it's kind of orangish, a little kind of like a rosy tint to it, and the aroma. Big wine, big. Okay. Big wine aroma on it for sure. Get like three or four things when I take the sniff. I'm, I'm starting to get kind of like that little bit of chalky, minerally, you know, saison type thing, and then it got a little bit of grape skins, grape musk type that, and then I got a big oak, like like wine barrel oak, mm -hmm. but got really oaky, and that was kind of what I was left on on the aroma there. So this one, Chardonnay, is of course the oaky wine. <laughs> The okay. wine that's known for being quite oaky. So I expect the oak to come through with aged in Chardonnay barrels. Getting uh, a little bit of like jam type sweetness in there on the aroma as well. I'm not sure, some kind of berry or something like that. Getting a little note, berry notes. I'm, it's interesting because I, I got a little bit of saison this, but now I'm, I'm trying. It's hard. I'm not getting. Maybe I need to warm this up a bit. Could be. The flavor. Moving on to the flavor. It has a kind of a light body, where it's really setting up for yeast characters, the barrel characters, the fruit flavors, and kind of got. I'm guessing it's grape, but to me it seemed more stone fruit, like. Ap apricot or something like that. I got some kind of apricot flavors right up front. Uh, let me take another sip. Okay. Okay. The jam's in there still. Kind of like, um, I don't know. No. I don't know. Strawberry this, is, this is weird. I'm having a hard time. I'm getting, I'm getting down what the heck's going on. I'm here. getting a lot of neat flavors. I'm just trying to really drive to where they're taking me. There's something jammy. I'm getting maybe it's like an apricot jam. The the grape skins, I noticed them like the grapey type flavor. Mm -hmm. I think the I think the Chardonnay is contributing to that where I'm getting the apricots, but the the part that kind of seemed like grape skins, I'm hitting kind of like the mid to late aftertaste and uh along with the the oakiness, the oaky, it's pretty big. It, it 
it's kind of like licking an oak plank or something like that at, at parts. It, it gets pretty strong in there. there there's a, a, a lot of, yeah, I guess apricot's the best way I could, yeah, I agree, but it's something that's not quite apricot, but I don't know where to put that. It's almost, there's it, it's, it, it's so, so much, like, I wouldn't say depth, but there's so much, um... There's there's a huge amount of of saturation of that particular flavor, that's close to apricot. Yeah, look for the saison yeast character though. I'm getting this thing; it's kind of rustic, kind of dusty. It it is almost like Brett, but it's not as dry. It's not as leathery. It's... See, that, that's the thing is like it feels like there's sort of a dusty that sort of dusty outside, and then in the middle there's this concentrated, almost apricot flavor, and that's mostly what I'm tasting here. So a huge problem with this beer for me is I've never been that big a fan of apricots. Okay. And I like all the components, but then it's getting this <laughs> flavor that's just not I'm not really okay. a fan of. So it's like, how do I take myself out of that, put myself into a, a more like objective point of view with this flavor that I'm just not digging? Okay. But I know other people dig. That's why it's like it's hard. Yeah, the carbonation on this beer is a little light. I'd like a little more fizz in this thing. It's in a big, thick cork mm-hmm. bottle. Could have had a little bit more bubbliness to it. It's one of, not the reason, but it's one of the reasons why I never really liked, um, what's that, uh, what's that apricot beer that was, that was around for a while? It was in everywhere. Magic Hat number Magic nine. Magic Hat number nine. Yeah. It's still around everywhere. It's still around. Well, it's not as, it's, it's not like. No, it's pretty much everywhere. <laughs> Last time I've been to, or at least a bunch of bars I've been to lately, it has not been on tap. It's not. It has. It hasn't been in a situation where it was that or. No, or, I don't see it on tap as much, but it's it's in the cooler. It, it it's well, it was on tap like almost everywhere yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. It in the cooler, that's fine. You know, let let the people who who want it have it. But I. So that it's really putting you off that apricot type flavor. It's huh? really it's it's making me struggle with the beer more more than I more than I think I would be had I not had I been a fan of of the flavor. I think I I think that there's a lot here to like, but the flavor mm-hmm. itself is is off putting. I like the complexity in this beer. I guess we I found think. we found a flavor that I really dislike because <laughs> I, I used to think, but what is what food do I dislike? And I couldn't think of anything. Apricots. I'm not a big fan of apricots. Okay. That and fermented squid. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So don't put either of those in your beer if you want a good <laughs> review from Greg. About anything else that it, he can eat and won't kill I him. I like things good. with apricot flavors, right? It, you know, I think that it can be a flavor that can go with stuff, but when it's as highlighted here as it is and as strong, and like I said, it's, it's, a, real, it's a real concentrated mm-hmm. uh, flavor of that, it, it's, it's kind of off-putting to me. I like how this beer has a pretty good depth to it. There's like three or four things you can explore in every sip. Uh, I like a little bit more CO2. I think the oak could be dialed back a little bit, but other than that, I'm enjoying this beer quite a bit. Greg is not liking the apricots. Not liking the apricots. If you want the dump bucket, it's right over there. I know, I'll finish it. It's... Like what you said, you like things with apricots in it. Like 
So what do you enjoy? Like I'm guessing you don't like like dried dried apricots. It's probably right. like super potent. Mm-hmm. What you probably the worst thing. Well, I found things that having this sort of apricot dimensionality to it, and I think that's fine. And, and I actually think that sometimes that can really work. But it's okay. when it's the main like major. So this one's just too too much. Too yeah, it's, it's too far. It's it's leaning too much on and and like I said, I don't know that it's particularly apricot. So that was the weird thing is that it it, it strikes me as slightly not apricot. Mm-hmm. So. That was maybe even that is. is yeah, but well, besides apricot, I think it kind of goes. Maybe I'm on a berry kick because I was tasting something berry-like in the amber box as well. But mm-hmm. maybe it goes in a blackberry or something like I that. I really like blackberries. It's a hair here. Yeah, it's up in the. It's weird. All right. Jeff is now opening a tall grass key lime pie. So we're going from fruit to fruit to fruit. I just figured, you know, get get that apricot off your tongue with a, you know, some yeah. lime Berliner Weiss here. So this is... This is this a Berliner is, Weiss, right? Yeah, this is the third... Um, it's American Sour, they call it. Uh, sour Blonde. Okay. Um, this is the third of, of the flavored ones we've tried from them, right? We had raspberry, then blueberry jam, mm-hmm. and then this yeah. is key lime pie. Yeah. This actually uses Sriracha Ace hops. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Drink by 128. So still within its right. lifetime. Adjunct. Dave dropped this beer off with that latest care package. Mm-hmm. Adjuncts are uh, lactose, uh, lion peel, and lactobacillus. It's uh, Jeff. Smell this. Whoa. Smell this thing. Hooey. Smells almost. I mean. A, that's what I like lime juice. Like dirty. lime soda, lime, lime jello, lime candies, something like that. Like this is really potent lime. No, it doesn't so much smell like key lime pie. Though. It doesn't initially smell like the the crappy lime juice you get in that like those lime containers either. No, no, it, it smells more fresh than that. The um, you know those. There's the the gelat- gelatin candies, the not like not like plain orange slices, but there's the fruit slices that have a little like like that has like the rind on it. Okay, you know those ones. They I come guess in, they come in different. Like I've the, seen them. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't like. I don't know where I would get them. Yeah, but I've seen I, them I don't know if I've ever had a lime version of that, but the kind of sweet mm. candy like aroma on this in those particular candies are kind of really making a connection for me. Color is sort of a golden straw. Not much of a head. But then it also smells like... The CO2 on this thing is really bubbly. So it kind of seems a little bit like uh, a mojito or something. Like, you know, with the Is there a bit of like graham, the, like a graham cracker crust thing going on? I think on there, there might be. Well, key lime pie, man. But, you know, like, so I'm like... Let's, let's explore that in a moment. Yeah. Let me finish my previous okay. thought. Where I'm like smelling like the the... Soda water, lime from like a mojito or something like that. I'm smelling as well. Mm-hmm. Or really well done um, Moscow Mule. With a lot of lime. A lot of lime. Yeah. Now that you mentioned crumbled graham crackers, there's that kind of thing <laughs> in here too. Yeah. This is making me excited because it's making me wonder if I'm going to get another strawberry shortcake, shorts cake type thing. Huh. Has a creaminess to the flavor. 
It, um, <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> so it has like you know lacto and stuff like real sour right. stuff in here. It's not coming across as potential particularly sour. Actually, the aftertaste gets a little sour. It's not particularly reminding me of a key lime pie. Is the, is the interesting thing? It's like it, there is a sweetness that I can kind of associate with a the crust. There is definitely a lot of lime. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of sourness that I can associate with a lime. It's not coming together as like a slice of dessert. It does for me a little bit. And, and first off, don't let's not read too much into the name and the label, right? You know, it's just. If you're making a lime sour tart thing, might as well um, call it key lime Excuse me, pie. on their website, they okay. say key lime pie is true to his namesake, recalling the sweet, oh. tart, and refreshing dessert in beer form. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I take all that back. The, the, I think it has a lot of those notes. I think the thing that drags it away from tasting like a pie dessert is the how fizzy, like, how, like I'm, I'm getting like, Lime soda, like big flavor of that too, and because it's so bubbly and like acidic, it it's takes it's away. pretty sour too, right? I don't expect to get this kind of sourness out of a slice of key lime pie. Mm-hmm. Also, it feels like the lime is not key lime. Okay, key lime is a bit of sweeter, not quite as sour, not quite as biting. Does the does the lime take a sip? The very first thing, root beer. Do you get any? When I said that, does it kind of like? Do you get anything like on the beginning front of the taste there that only that it's a carbonated sugar water? Okay, I mean, okay, <laughs> not. Yeah, I'm not sure what, but like, I took a yeah. sip. But like right at the front, is like something root beery about it. But I just wanted you to corroborate it if you could. Mm, I mean, I think that it's just it, it, it has a sort of a soda quality to it, and so that's going to come yeah, through. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it really comes across as. You know, if you were, what's that company that makes all those crazy cotton candy sodas and stuff like that? Oh, like Jones. Jones. Like mm-hmm. if they made a key lime soda, I think it would taste a lot along these lines. Yeah, I think it'd be, it, it wouldn't be as tart. And that's the interesting thing mm-hmm. is, is the tartness here. I think the tartness is probably both making the beer less like they, less like the key lime pie and making it better. Because I think that then than it would be without it. Because I think mm-hmm. that without the tartness, it'd be kind of a a sweetness bomb that would be yeah overdoing it. The graham cracker, the that's really it's the lactose that's doing that. It's the okay. it's them adding lactic sugar to this in addition to lactobacillus, but adding actual oh, lactose okay. here mm-hmm. to give you know the same kind of stuff you get in a milk stout, right? To mm-hmm. give it that sweetness. Yes. And that's what's coming through and giving that that um, that bit that's that's reminding you of of the graham cracker. I really like how the sourness is kind of scrubbing this and mm-hmm. not keeping it from being a sweet bomb. This beer has really good balance to it. And the more I like, as I drink it, the more I'm kind of liking it. I think it's more of a cocktail. You know, I think you should mm-hmm. approach it like that. Yeah. Um, Instead of, instead of thinking it as like, what, it tastes like um, punch, mm-hmm. like the punch bowl. Yeah, right. Think of it something along those lines, and I think you'll have you'll get a better understanding and, and, and appreciate it more because your mind will be able to sort of handle. It tastes a lot like a punch bowl. I mean, I'm not saying punch is a specific recipe, but <laughs> you know, I don't know. The last time I had punch at the, um, I don't know, probably about five months ago. 
And a lot of flavors in here are reminding me of that. I mean, it tastes like it could be a, a good component of a sangria. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting beer. Mm. You, still got a fair amount, you still got a fair amount left. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it. Well, I don't know if you've checked. <laughs> are we still getting... <laughs> I believe so. So I did look at what happened to James, and I didn't get the nasty gram that he got. So. Yeah. So as far as we know, this is still active. <laughs> so the, his thing was like, got a letter from Amazon saying that he was violating the terms of the, the agreement because he was driving people to this. Oh, I think it, what I think what might be a violation is uh, the. Amazon Anonymous stuff, where you mention things people oh. have bought. I think that... Because he would do that at the end of every show. He'd have an item that someone bought. I see. That might have been part of the Yeah, the we did problem. stop doing that. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing. Um, anyway, this is it's a great way to support us because it, it means that you can support us without really doing anything extra on your part. All you have to do is just go to one link, craftyradio.com slash Amazon, then you'll find yourself at Amazon's site and shop as you normally would. All you have to do is remember that, shop, and you're fine. And guess what? Just by doing that, you're supporting us. You don't have to think about sending us a donation. You don't have to think about any of that stuff. Yeah, you don't have to send us beer. You just shop at Amazon. Now, if you'd like to send us a donation or send us beer, by all means, those yes. options are available. But, and they're on our website, but this is the easiest way to do it. Absolutely. And we totally, we, we really appreciate everything you do. It's win-win. Until we get shut down. All right. What is next? Let's try the last, I think this is the last Wicked Weed. Can we have this too? Yeah. So, all right. Put each other sour beer. Mm-hmm. The last wicked weed from my Asheville stop. This is called Reticent, a farmhouse ale finished with Brabaniases. It is six point five percent alcohol by volume. Uh, North Carolina grown barley, wheat, and rye from Riverbend Malt House is open fermented. Finish with Brevaniases and age in the bottle before release. Relatively simple. No extra, no extra like yeah. fruit addition or anything like that. Just Brett. North Carolina barley. Very clear. Top of the glass, yeah. It was. I mean, top. We didn't pour the whole bottle, right. but yeah, this thing is super duper golden clear. It has a nice little. Puffy head on it. Got some Brett character on the nose. It has a neat malt character. It's golden beer, but it has a little bit of a Vienna type smell to it. I wonder if that's the rye. Oh, okay. I missed that. If there was rye in there. Barley, wheat, and rye. Wheat? Really? Really. How do you do that without. How do you. Maybe maybe you filter it before you bottle condition it, or like you said, maybe it's just it's been standing up for so yeast long. Yeast doesn't, no, yeast doesn't settle like that. You don't have you ever you ever have a wheat beer that's clear on top. Sure, you have. I've, I've seen I've had crystal vices before. Crystal vices are filtered. <laughs> okay. Well, 
I guess it's the rye and the wheat. I, I like the the malt aroma on this thing. I like how it's a little bit more rustic and and complex. This is really so like <laughs> I'm trying to understand the label. It looks like the label is like a creature from Avatar but with six arms. Um yeah, all those paddles and and I, surrounded by like giant sponges. Like I don't. <laughs> it's Bredesen, man. Moving on to the flavor, I, that malt that I was really latching onto on the, on the flavor, it kind of come across like buckwheat. Mm, yeah. So it's kind of more. How do you? How would you put the? How would you put words to buckwheat? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not it's not tasting to me like buckwheat. Oh, okay, it's it's tasting to me, um, more like more potatoey. Potatoey. Hmm. You have to, you have to give me more than that. I'm not getting that. Like a russet potato, like sort of a dark. I don't know. Hmm. We're coming from different ends. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll meet in the middle. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's a spicy isn't the word. Okay, now, now I'm getting more of the, what you're thinking of, like with buckwheat. So buckwheat has this kind of, uh, if you, if you think of of regular barley or wheat or something as moving along kind of a smooth curve of flavor. Buckwheat kind of has a point where it kind of diverges all of a sudden, <laughs> and it it, it it goes in in a different direction. It's a little bit more earthy tart. and mushroomy. Mushroomy, tart it has a tartness to it. not tart like wheat, like where it's lemony, but I like mushroomy. I think mushroomy plays in there. At least it's the same. It's the neighborhood. Yeah, it's a earthy kind of mm-hmm. kind of sharp change. Uh, or sharp curve. Yeah. Um, I like that. It helps me. Th- this has a very similar kind of curve and then sharpness, but it's not on the same. It's not in the same place. It doesn't feel nearly as as mushroomy. It feels more. I'm only just barely tasting anything bready right at the end. Um. I think it feels like, more nutty. Yeah, yeah, nutty. There's a nuttiness to this. Mm-hmm. That's what I was smelling and tasting, yeah. and I couldn't quite put to it. So, like a, a hazelnut or wintercress or something like that, like something not, or even walnut, something mm-hmm. with a yeah. I think a, walnuts a decent call. Yeah, a little bit of a wateriness to it. So one of the things we talked about this last time we had a wicked weed is like we were pretty much across the board underwhelmed. They yeah. didn't seem complex. They seemed kind of manufactured. This one seems to have some complexity to it. This, this is, one's, it's not sour and funky, but this one's kind of a a, a little beer with um, some neat things going on into it. This is probably one of the more interesting ones. That perhaps we've irony of irony is this is their simplest one, right? Uh-huh. It's, yeah. it's like the one that they put the less, the least amount of like effort into 
twisting and, and at least apparent effort mm-hmm. in, into into throwing into different directions. They they just said very simply, okay, we're going to put these ingredients together and 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 sour it, uh, and it, it works. That's if I got a whole big mouthful of bitter greens, like uh, Swiss chard or something like that. Hmm. I like that buckwheat type character, that kind of rustic maltiness to it. Yeah, this isn't this isn't bad. This is along the lines of this is what I would expect out of their simple saison, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it doesn't have a whole lot of huge like over the overwhelming craziness, but it's not trying to do that. <laughs> it's just trying to do here's some simple. Yeah, they should all go go up from here. Yes. Yeah. This should be sort of the base. This should be like, yep, okay, that's really good. Now, what can you do on top of this as opposed to what can you do that, that doesn't nearly have the complexity of this? Yeah. This is the bredescent. Yeah, not particularly bready, which is the interesting thing. I mean, they call it bredescent, and it's really more about the malts. Yeah, the malts are... I love that mole character. That really works for me. All right. From sour beer to sour beer to sour beer. The Sour Beer Company, the Rare Barrel, sent us a beer called Home Sour Home. Thank you, Rare Barrels. This is a golden sour beer aged in oak barrels with peaches, cinnamon, and vanilla bean. Uh, fermented with Rhamnioses and Lactobacillus, Asian oak barrels. As I said, peaches, cinnamon, metal beans. What do we have here? East is both English ale, Rhamnioses, Bruxellinus, Rhamnioses, Clausinil, and Bruxellinus Vardre, along with Lactobacillus Del Breckel. And Pediococcus as well. Pediococcus damnosus. Uh, 5.4% alcohol volume. Well, probably lots of blending, right? Yeah. When they make these beers. Um, I would presume that, you know, they have barrels with bread, barrels with lacto, barrels with the dry fontaine yeast, the barrels with, you know, different things like that. And then, you know, it's like what a winemaker does. It's like what a lot of... Um, a lot of the lambic brewers do mm-hmm. right, where they will blend together the beer. Right, they're and not they, giving you a straight. I mean, they can, but they but they want to give you an experience that that is tuned. And, and New Belgium does it right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they make two sour base beers in in house. They call them Oscar and Felix. A couple times they've released them, like they've done Oscar on peaches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but you know, one's a dark beer, one's a light beer, and they blend them to make all the lips of faith, lawfully and whatnot. And it's just the way you do sour beers. I'm kind of surprised you don't see more beers that aren't sour blended because you think there could be a market or something there, right? I'm not saying um, like I'm not saying blending your double IPAs together is necessarily going to yield something cool, but you maybe know, it would. Maybe it would. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's. Maybe that's a new thing that just people haven't thought about, but it I don't see why it couldn't work. 
but you you would have to make sure that those those IPAs are sort of either similar in some way or so different that that when they come together they make different they they make yeah. a different thing right because like you said when you're blending this you probably have the similar base beer but one's in, in different barrels well no I mean so when you're blending I mean you might do so like uh, Firestone Walker does this with the beers that aren't sour right they'll blend like Parabola I believe is a blend of or you know Velvet, I, we don't get Firestone Walker here so I'm not completely up on all their big beers but I know that some of their big imperial stouts and Things like that are blends of a bunch of different beers mm-hmm. all put together. Hmm. I know that um, uh, Three Philosophers, for example, is a blend, right? That's a, there's a Lambic and... Mm-hmm. and uh, there's a Quad it's a, and... Quad and a Lambic. Lambic? You sure? think so, yes. Home Sour Home, Peaches, Cinnamon, Vanilla Bean, Oak Barrels... The aroma on this one is it smells good. I'm trying to figure out what I'm smelling though. It's it's kind of eluding me. <laughs> it's oaky and it's bacteria y. <laughs> See, I'm like I'm smelling the cinnamon more than in the peaches. That's the yeah, I'm not that's the thing is I'm not okay. smelling peaches so much. Like I'm it, smelling them a little bit. I'm smelling something fruity, but it's not coming across as peach. Okay. I can go with that. Big sourness to it. (laughs) Knock Greg back a couple steps. Um, Oh, that that sour really gets sweet, tartary, and puckery towards the end there. That's a big boy sour beer. It is. Uh, There you go. There (laughs) Mm-hmm. That uh, that 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 impressed me. That that like sour jolt, and then the secondary jolt. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, uh, I'm kind of cure. I'm I'm interested and intrigued by how well the cinnamon works in a sour beer. The cinnamon's working for me. It's, I I think that part of it is that it's just cinnamon. It's not cinnamon and nutmeg yeah, yeah. and all types of other stuff mm-hmm. together is just cinnamon cinnamon can play a surprisingly cool role in, cool uh role in like savory dishes uh adding a bit of cinnamon mm-hmm. to something cinnamon is a is a pretty versatile spice if you go with it okay i think it's working here really well it's 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 adding just a slight amount of warming but it's not getting in the way uh it's just kind of accenting the mm-hmm. the very very strong sourness that's here, yeah. I still am not totally getting peaches. Like a, a little bit, yes, but it's not like it doesn't feel fresh peach to me. It kind of oh, it definitely is not fresh. Peach. It's like peach it's... accents and uh, mm-hmm. peach-ish flavors. Yeah, the the peach flavors aren't. What are they? They're. I'll take more sip. The, the, the sourness, I think, kind of hides a lot of mm, mm-hmm. a lot of the like and the acidity is, peach juice. This type is a flavor. strong and potent sour. Um, there's also vanilla bean here, and that may be helping the cinnamon. Like that may be my, marrying with the cinnamon a bit. I think I'm tasting it. 
obviously that sip I taste a lot more right like very first touch on the tongue I'm getting into this vanilla flower buttery type note mm-hmm. but you know this this next sip I took it kind of kind of smoothed it out like a little bit more throughout I think now that we're getting used to the sourness because the first couple sips it was, it was just short circuiting our tongue you know and you know now that we're getting a little climatized to it I think we'll probably pull out more I want to also say the vanilla is maybe making it so the oak is not overpowering the rest of the beer. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. smoothing out some of the oak. Because you get that lens out of oak in general. So adding some extra vanilla to right. kind of... Keep in mind that, you know, since it's the rare barrel and they have all these different cultures that they're breeding, these barrels are probably old barrels with bugs in them. As opposed to, you know, fresh wine barrels and things like well, that. Well, I mean, I mentioned all the bugs that, that were in them. There's a lot. Right, right. What I'm saying is the barrels have probably been through many cycles and aren't super fresh, super oaky mm. barrels anymore. Okay, I see what you're saying. But you're still aging them in oak barrels. Yes. But there's a huge difference between your first time in oak and your Right, but, I mean, second but time you can age oak. them in, like... Um, Beechwood barrels, if you wanted to, I suppose, and have the same kind of places for for bugs to stay, and not get the character. I guess you could. I think we'd have to talk to a cooper to see if we can make a beechwood barrel, though. I'm not sure it's hard enough, but I'm sure there's. You could probably make a polymer. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that's real good. That's um, that's pretty exceptional, actually. I'm really, I'm really digging this. I highly recommend this. This is for, if you're into sad for sourhead. This should be on your list of things to look at. Home sour home. Home sour home. This has this, this is what you want. This is complex. It has a lot of sour to it. It has really good flavors. A lot to delve into. A lot that you can explore. Uh, it's a big bottle. Yes, sir. But it's not overpowering in terms of alcohol. 5.4. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Only 5.4. Yeah, it's it's so sour and acidic that, you know, you really only want three or four ounces. Mm-hmm. I don't want any more right now. Mm-hmm. I'll probably have some in the post-show. But if you don't want any, I'm going to keep it capped and we'll drink it, you know, next post-show or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, a small sample will do you for that, but it, enjoy every sip of it. Our final beer of the night was going in a different direction. <laughs> Triple Oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout. 13.8% <laughs> ABV. <laughs> uh, barrel-aged Taurus. From Hop and Frog. Well, as we discussed uh, before the show started, um, we've said a couple times on, on the show recently, and many times recently, really, that we got to give some breweries another shot. Here's another brewery that we're giving another shot, because yeah. we have been kind of really not very high on Hop and Frog, mostly because we had at least one Doris that was super spoiled. Yeah, so Hop and Frog's a relatively nearby brewery in Akron, Ohio, and... I've been bitten by their big, expensive beers being infected and whatnot. Like, I paid, what, $25 for a Doris, and it was undrinkable? Mm -hmm. 
we don't drain pour very many beers and that doris which was like their before Taurus apparently was their you know big you know namesake or coup de gras beer and i'm not sure how this got in my fridge because like i've been pretty gun shy with hop and frog heather might have bought it i don't know i'm looking for a date on this because they mentioned on their label freedom from alcohol limitations in ohio was finally been granted in 2016 allowing us to brew Taurus. So I don't know how old this is. Yeah, I'm not sure where I get. I don't know if Heather picked it up at Giant Eagle or... We might be drinking one of Heather's beers, but she's... If she forgot about it, it was tucked away in the back of the fridge. <laughs> I don't know why you're, you're explaining it to me. It's not like she's going <laughs> to listen. All right, this beer pours pitch black. You co- Oh my gosh, look how thick it is. Like... To do the twirl glass thing, it leaves a brown coating on the, <laughs> on the glass more so than like many beers. Like I'm gonna have to get the power washer out to clean these glasses. It's so thick. Hmm. The aroma kind of smells like what it said: triple oatmeal imperial stout. So like on the aroma, you get some oats, you get a little bit of ashiness in there, a lot of alcohol on that too. Mm-hmm. get a lot of that dark roast like kind of a a licorice woody roast a little bit of that gelatinous goo in the aroma yeah a little soy saucy that's my only thing off on this Mm -mm. move on to the flavor mmm Creamier than I would have thought. Yeah. Soy sauce is definitely like a big component. You're getting a lot of those notes. Has a sweetness. Oh, you know, like, oh, yeah, I guess oatmeal stout too, right? It's mm-hmm. triple imperial oatmeal stout kind of describes like the intensity of flavors here. You're getting a lot of oatiness. A lot You're, of molasses, dark yeah. molasses. Mm-hmm. Um... A bit of some light woodiness, not a huge amount, but I think it's kind of when you're doing this dark and then this much malt, that's kind of inevitable. Mm-hmm. The oatmeal is giving a nice uh, creaminess. There, there's some booziness there, but not as much as I expected. So it's actually a little bit less than my mm-hmm. expectation was. Very rich, very heavy. Uh, Viscous. Well, at least the beer is packaged clean. Call Heather down. I will. She always yells at me when I don't <laughs> have her try Imperial Stouts that might be in her wheelhouse. All right. Um, yeah, this is damn if I say this this is well done this is this is this is really nice mm-hmm. um it has it has a warming feeling as it's going through so it, it definitely gives me a bit of that hug that I'm looking for uh yeah this is if you want a big viscousy yeah it took me a while to get settled I mean we came off three sour beers so mm-hmm. it took me a while to get settled in but yeah I'm getting to a really good place with landing in the middle of the oats where it's not too gooey where the the soy sauce roast isn't too ashy or too 
soy. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it has a pretty good balance to it right now. Enjoying it, for sure. So, Hoppin' Frog, you're back in the... Back in the game. Back in the game. <laughs> Still a little bit bitter that you kind of blew me off when I told you I had drained for $25, but... <laughs> um, I bought it at the brewery. Oof. It's not like I bought it on, you know, some shelf turd somewhere. Right. right. Anyway, I guess it's time to rank. It is time to rank. Beers. It is time to rank. We had some interesting things going we on here did. tonight. This was, a, this was a show that had a lot of... Um, Yeah. All right, well, I'll go. Okay, good, because I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Well, in last place, uh, unfortunately, I'm a fan of, a fan of Scott, uh, but and I did not like, I don't like apricots. I just plain don't like apricots. And uh, Saison Le Second had a lot of something that was resem- very much resembling strong apricot. Uh, mm-hmm. And like that was the highlight. That was the, 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 the flavor that, that was... That was least dominant, so it just wasn't in, it wasn't doing it for me. Everything else I liked about it, but it, with that big, that dominant flavor, it just was was not hitting me right. Uh, in fifth place, I'm going to put the Sam Adams. Um, fine, a, a little uh, as I think we talked about, it, it didn't clean off. It wasn't as clean as a as a multi lager uh, that I like should be right i think that a multi-logger when i want to want one i want one that will be that will clean itself off and then will not linger with that sort of sweetness and that yeastiness that was coming through uh in fourth place well i guess i have to put the the key lime pie from Tallgrass. it was uh really quite a quite a unique little beer that i uh, enjoyed a lot for what it was a cocktail. Uh, mm-hmm. When you think of it yeah. as a cocktail, it comes across as something really interesting. That I think it was 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 nice, and I'm, I'm glad I had it. And I think that uh, if you're looking for something that's kind of a cocktailish of a beer, it's a good choice, a really good choice. In third place, the Wicked Weed. The Wicked Weed comes in third place. This is the one of my favorite Wicked Weeds. The what should have been the the basis for their sour program, it feels like. It feels like this should have been everything they worked off of. Uh, or at least yeah. if they would have had that... It should have been the entry point. It should yeah, have just got better right. from there. If they had that as their goal, like this is the entry point, and then all the little fruity stuff is is accenting off of this or something like this, then it would have been much more successful uh, route through their sour program than what we had. In the second place, I'm going to put the, this... Hoppin Frog, which I did not expect to put in second place, but there you go. Uh, this is a really good, really nice Imperial Stout. It's thirteen percent. I mean, it's pushing it. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's 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 going there, but it's going there and it's delivering, and that is worth mentioning always. But in first place, that rare barrel was exceptional. Super great sour. Lot of interesting, very lot of interesting angles to go on. Really well done. Loved it. 
All right, so I'm going to put the Samuel Adams Amberbach in sixth place. There's a lot of times we'll do a Sam Adams on the show, and it'll be like a exceptional example of a style or something mm-hmm. like that. For me, this one doesn't fall into that category. No. For me, this one was too sweet, had that weird apple flavor to it that didn't seem right in a box, so it's down at the end. And then, like, the next five, like, it's really hard. Sure, I have favorites, but, like, what's the next worst beer? Oh, it's hard to say. I I think I might put... I think I'll put the Tallgrass in fifth place. Uh, Key Lime Pie, I liked it. I liked the flavors. The reason I'm putting it in fifth place is because of that kind of punchy type thing, which really didn't fit with the other... Like, it... Like, the, Why was that a negative? That wasn't a negative, though. It, it It's not negative in its own, but in, for me, for the overall okay. picture, kind of that soda, soda water thing. Just, I drink soda water all the time, but for me, in this beer, the soda water thing kind of took away so from... So you're saying that um, among these? Among these, yes. Okay. Yeah, no, I said five through one. Right. I, I, I liked all these beers quite a bit, and it's hard to rank. I could probably put the tall grass as high as three as well, you know. So it's mm-hmm. it's hard to say. Uh, it gets even harder as we go. Um, I think I'm going to put the hopping frog in fourth place. Uh, it's really good. It's a big beer. That's surprising to me because of. What you did, I think it was two episodes ago, where you put, I mean, take a look at the XML so I can make sure I have it right. Okay. Where you put, um, hmm. there's one where you put, was it the jailbreak? The jailbreak? Jailbreak was delicious, yeah. Dusk till dusk, right? You put that in front of the Citra Fat, I think. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I like jailbreak, but... Uh, I thought so, that, okay, so the biggest thing here is this one was less of a warm hug for me. This one has a little bit more of that soy sauce type flavor. Okay. A little bit more of the oats. And those are the two things where it's keeping me from, you know, wanting to swim in this beer. Okay. Um, then I'm going to put the East End in third place, I think. Yeah, I'm going to put the East End in third place. Um... I really liked how the Saison yeast, the fruit flavors, the grapiness uh, played together, you know, and I thought that CO2 could have been a little bit higher and the oak could have been a little bit lower. That's why the Bredesen beats it out. If, if, if one of those two things in the East End was in, is changed, I think it would have beat out the Bredesen, but the Bredesen was a really well done base beer, Mm -hmm. you know, golden ale, had a really fascinating malt character. They use these malts from Riverbend, a local malt house in North Carolina. And I, I just latched on to that buckwheat type character. And then you had this light breathiness, which was really second or third place in things to talk about on that beer. Mm-hmm. And like you said, this should be their baseline and everything should be more interesting and more complex <laughs> from there. And, what we found from practice was that's not the case. 
And the put the red barrel in first place. This beer was pretty tasty. Um, any knock against it is it's it's the sourest thing we had from the red barrel. Yeah, I think they sent us three beers. This I don't think it's a knock against it. It's it's a big boy sour. It takes it, if you're into sours, then sure, it takes some acclimatation. Yeah, to, you know, but you know, there's plenty of world class delicious beers that aren't a challenge, and this one was almost. I'm right. I'm putting it in first place. I mean, come on. But like, instead of it being like, I, I, okay, so maybe I'm not making it the best beer of 2018. Well, I guess it technically is. Technically, so far, <laughs> so far, um, the sourness was was big and formidable, but it had really great play across the vanilla, the apricot, or the apricot, or the, I'm sorry, the peaches. peaches. Peaches weren't really noticeable. Remember but the cinnamon. Remember how the cinnamon yeah. was used. And then the cinnamon was like the hook like i was surprised at how well sour and cinnamon went together in this beer and that's it but for me five through one they were all really good beers sounds good to me thank you for listening to our 450th episode full fitty fitty this is the night david bowie died by lily hyatt for those who care I liked it. The song's like 10 years old, right? <laughs> no. What? The night David Bowie died? Yeah. Write it preemptively like newspapers oh, do. Oh, I suppose you could. I mean, everyone's going to die. You could write songs. <laughs> Say so Episode 450, Crafty Radio confirms everyone's going to die. Great way to end the show. You're all going to die drink beer. So, thank you everybody for listening to our show. This is... Uh, if you want to figure out how to contact us, listen to the last episode. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs>